electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Money starts right now, live from the Nasdaq market site overlooking New York City's Times Square. I'm Melissa Lear. Traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, Steve Grasso, Karen Feinerman, and Dan Nathan. Tonight on Fast, stocks plunging back to their fall lows. After yesterday's big reversal in one market bull, we'll explain why it's going to get messy into year end. Plus, the Fang Inferno rages on with Netflix down more than 6% today. How much worse could it get? The traders will weigh in. We start with the market sell off, the Dow dropping nearly 700 points at the lows of the day, closing down about 500 points. The S&P 500 falling back into a correction. The Nasdaq plunging deeper into a correction. So as the market goes from bad to worse, what can stop this selling? Tim. Well, I wish I had all the answers, Mel. I I do think there's a dynamic here where we have to get a little bit more clarity on what, if any, progress is realistic within three months or 90 days from Jan 1, which is essentially this extension we've had. Uh, We've gotten a little more clarity out of the Fed, and I think the Fed needs to be careful here because the Fed's uh, walking a tight rope of credibility. Uh, And I think, you know, going back to data dependent um, and walking back where they were in October, where I I think they overstepped their bounds a little bit. I think they got a little too emotional, and I think that's something that the market's dealing with. The reality is we're getting a place here, we're going to need to hear corporations again start to express some confidence. And, and we, we probably need another earnings season, dare I say, because I think the outlook we got in this earnings season for the fourth quarter was uh, understandably cautious. And I, I, corporate America, corporate world needs to needs to make us feel better. Well, about we got news in the past hour about Facebook increasing their buybacks. Right. I mean, is, is that confidence? I like that. But let's just rip through those. So I think the Fed is not dovish. Mm-hmm. The Fed is still tiny. Even if the Fed doesn't do anything, He's still letting 50 billion roll off. That's How? tightening. That's the equivalent of raising every meeting. Well, that's every month. 50 that's, billion yeah. every month. Which every could month, be the equivalent so on an annualized basis of 100 basis points of, of actual tightening of the Fed funds rate. Right. So you have 600 rolling off a year, which is huge. So they're not doing anything there. We have no earnings coming up. There's nothing that can save the market. There's wait. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Nothing that can save me. the market full stop. You say, yeah, you say drop mic. What I mean, what, would, come on. what would stop the sell off? And yeah. I'm saying so did you borrow Trey's bear suit? So tra- yeah. I'm I mean, he's like zipped up zipping and cozy. Think about it. Think about it though. So we went from a trade war to a trade truce to now the ninety day war of words for the next three months. Nothing is going to be able to save this market right now. There wow. are a lot of things that you I mean, hated about. Yes. You hated about today. Oh, Karen. Really there are a lot, of things, a lot of things that I hated She's about today. Got a today. list, by the way. I mean, I think you know the Huawei thing. I hated a lot yesterday. I still hate it. I think it's going to get worse. I, the idea that we're saying, oh, it really will have no effect on the trade, that, that seems nearly impossible to yes. me. So that's one. This I hate the Trump and members of, and Trump administration sort of trotting out people to try to talk the market up. It's sort of the reverse of crying wolf. It's crying, everything's great, everything's great. I hate that. It shows also they're way too focused on the market. The third, I think the Fed backing off, even possibly in December, that's a bad thing. I think not a good thing. I think the Fed backing, raising in December, and then saying, They're raising in December. I hope that's the case. But then saying, you know what, now we're going to take a pause, or we're going to be very data dependent, or or we're we're approaching neutral rate, whatever they want to say. Um, 
but I hated this potential of even December, maybe. The fourth thing, I think John Kelly leaving, actually, I think is a, is a bad thing. I think he brought real discipline to the administration Stability. as much as one could, right? And so yes. that's very important. I view that as big negative. And last, and it's really not least, but it's just last on my own list of five because <laughs> it's a short show, the BASF <laughs> warning. <laughs> You're, what are you doing? Keep going, keep going sister. The BASF you guys, let's get the warning in Germany. Yeah. I mean, this is, to me, similar to the PPG red flag. In October. So, so, so wait, 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 once, wait, wait, real quick. So she doesn't sound like there's anything that's saving this market either right now. But the way you said it sounded much more definitive. There's nothing well, that's going to well, save the market. I didn't have a list of five to ten. Let me I didn't have a list. It was more dramatic. I'm always long. I'm not going right. to become right. short. Okay, so normally what I do in a market like this, when things trade down in integers and the VIX goes nuts, I sell puts and I buy stuff. Mm -hmm. I did neither of those today. Wow. So, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't have a bear suit. Right. Yeah. I, I would just add this. You know, a couple of people have said data dependent in the Fed. And if you look at Fed fund futures, it's pricing a 70% probability of an increase on December 19th. So the Fed is looking Down at the from data. 95. Yeah, that, that's right. But the Fed is looking at, you know, and it got as low as 60 just a week ago or something. You know, the Fed's looking at the data. The data's not great. When you look at the revised employment data, the rolling average over the three months is like 170. So that's well below the 12-month average. It's well below the 2017 average. Things are slowing here. We're anniversarying these um, these tax cuts and the potential for fiscal stimulus um, or some sort of uh, you know infrastructure package is not particularly great right now. So to me, I think as you head into the end of the year, you're talking about you want to see corporate enthusiasm or, or some sort of optimism. We had that yesterday all day on the network. We had Jamie Dimon. We had Randall Stevens. I mean, the list went on and on and on. No, and they all wanted to be very Rates are moving higher. Growth is, rates are moving higher. Growth is slowing. The calculus has changed. I don't think we can get back to old highs, let alone new highs. So the bar is much lower for where the markets can go. And that's why you're seeing a sell the bounces versus the buy the dip mentality. Right. Going back to the Huawei arrest, I mean, you think that that derails or in some way negatively impacts discussions with China? Yeah, in I, don't I, don't think so. I think that we'll have some sort of. But why did it happen, though? So I, so I get I, I'm a little perplexed So the timing of it all. Right. It happens on a, on a, on a, a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Then what happens after that? China had plenty of time to respond to it. So Bolton knew, Trump knew, she knew. Everyone knew. In fact, they, they knew at the but G20 they, when they're cutting a deal with Let's not argue what it means for the trade talks, but let's say practically, Huawei's a huge buyer of U.S. semiconductors, of this, of that. You know, I mean, these are the things that I think the focus But that's not the reason here. why the trade is going to be taken off track. I, we're not going to know that. I mean, the biggest issues well, with we trade. we would have known it already. That's my point. Why? No, we don't China would have come out and bashed it. We don't know. You think that? I think it was an olive branch. I think it was an olive branch. If everyone knew around that table, what is the downside? She knew he was giving. He's more aligned with ZTE than he is with Huawei. So it was an olive branch. He knew about what do you mean it. What by that? How is that? But he figured, let Trump so look now. I'll give you, I'll give no you a little bit. But we would, we would have seen China come out and pound this, the table. No, no, hold on. China doesn't, but China doesn't do that. China doesn't. Oh, I, they don't respond in, in a, an emotional way to a headline like this. They will not do that. That's not their way. They don't say it. By the way, this is the equivalent of Steve Jobs' son being arrested and extradited you know, yeah. to, to China. Steve Jobs' um, son, who's number two at Apple. Well, it, right. exactly. exactly. So, so yeah. to say that, that we China has always gone China back right and now, said that they were going to act. Whatever, Steve. No, uh, not whatever. It's, 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 you're well, saying I, I no. I can finish a sentence China? or I can't. But I mean, okay. the bottom line here is I do think this is a big deal. I agree with Karen. I think the fact that the administration believes that they can continue to kind of jawbone and really ultimately 
aggravate and the situation let's more. Let's listen to the very latest as to what the administration says about trade. Just in the last hour, we heard from White House advisor Peter Navarro. He says that he is skeptical of a deal with China. Take a listen. We simply cannot allow the Chinese to continue their forced technology transfer, the theft of our intellectual property, the cyber intrusions to our business networks, the currency manipulation, the massive subsidies of their state-owned enterprises. All of these things were addressed by the Chinese president in 142 different items in response to our own demands. So uh, one takeaway is that uh, the U.S. really doesn't want to give up much on the on the front. They're asking for very big things. So can these things, in your opinion, be resolved in 90 days? No, I mean, they just can't. And I think anyone with a brain other than Navarro actually knows that. And so really what we're talking about is, OK, fine, you want to buy some LNG, you want to buy some soybeans, we get our, our semiconductors moving again. Like that sort of trade that, that actually speaks to this deficit that the White House or at least Trump is so focused on. That's fine. That's the kind of normal puts and takes that we would have in a sort of trade war. The other stuff are decades in the making and they're likely to take quarters, if not years, to fix. So that's why we are not going to have a quick res- resolution anytime soon. And the only point that I want to bring back to is let's talk about U.S. multinationals. Let's talk about how uh, investors are perceiving their businesses, why they don't have any clarity, why semiconductor stocks act so poorly, why Apple just had one of the biggest bulls take down her numbers because they're worried about China units. You know who the number one uh, handset seller in China It's or one or two? It's Huawei. Huawei. I mean, so there's a lot of ways that they can actually come back at us, branches or carrots or whatever you want to talk. I just think there's a lot of mess in between we get the bigger issues being filled. Stocks are testing a critical level here, but our next guest says a Santa Claus rally is still on table. Let's bring in Steve Chiaverone, the portfolio manager at Federated Investors. Hi, Melissa. How are you doing? Um, the time is uh, passing. Yeah. The clock is ticking. I mean, when is Santa Claus coming, Steve? Well, it's going to be a reindeer bumpy, on the roof. It's going to be a, a bumpy sleigh ride if he comes. I mean, I, I think... If he comes, if he comes I thought, no, okay. Because here's what's going on. I think all the concerns that have been raised here are correct. It's a matter of degree, though. Our view is that, yes, the economy is slowing, rates are rising, inflation has built. We do not see a recession next year. We see an economic slowdown. In that environment, what's priced into the market here? The consumer still remains strong. Earnings growth, we still think, is going to be 5 to 10% next year. We think GDP growth is still 25 At some point, you've priced that in. You will find a bottom, and we think you can march higher. How long this volatility takes, though, is anyone's guess. And I think that's the push and pull on Wall Street right now, is that the fundamentals still remain okay going forward. But the volatility and the fact that we broke below some key support levels opens up more downside risk. And so you've got to be careful how you trade from here to there. Uh, have, have the markets priced in 5% earnings growth next year? I think the markets are pricing in a deceleration and uncertainty around that number. They don't understand what the impact of tariffs going to 25% are going to be on that earnings. If we do export controls next year, how do you price that in for some of the tech companies? And that uncertainty, I think if you knew for certain we were going to get 5% earnings growth, that's better than this uncertainty that we have right now. And that's why trade certainty really can help. Hold on, Steve. We've got some breaking news on the sentencing of former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen. Let's get to Elon Moy in D.C. for the details. Elon. Melissa, New York prosecutors saying that Michael Cohen, President Trump's former personal attorney, should serve a substantial prison term after accusing him of financial crimes and of lying to Congress. Generally, he would face 51 to 63 months in prison. Now, the sentencing memo is important because it detailed the scope of Cohen's cooperation with prosecutors, and that cooperation appears to be limited. The memo says repeatedly that Cohen declined to provide full information about the scope 
scope of any additional criminal conduct in which he may have been engaged or had knowledge. It also said that he did provide useful information, but that he decided not to pursue full cooperation. Therefore, it said, the special counsel cannot say that his overall level of Cohen's cooperation to be significant. The prosecutors also suggested that his reasons for working with the special counsel's office may have been self-serving. It said any suggestions that his meetings with law enforcement reflect a selfless and unprompted about-face are overstated. Guys, so Cohen has provided here only limited help. We also know that Manafort's plea deal in exchange for cooperation, that went sour. We're expecting to get some more details on that soon. The question now is whether this means Robert Mueller is getting the information that he is seeking. How far are we away from a conclusion to his report? We are still digging through all of these court documents, and we'll get back to you if we find anything else, Melissa. All right, Elon, thank you. Elon Moy in Washington. How does this impact the markets? Well, I, I do think that as much as we don't like to talk about politics in the context of a market show, I, I think that the White House this week is a factor. I think as much as we've seen turbulence and chaos in the past, I think whether it is that the Mueller probe is sensed to be coming to some kind of a conclusion, yeah. we have seen these resignations. I think the White House is, is a part of this. Steve, how do you view it? I mean, it certainly has the ability to cause volatility. I don't think it impacts the long-term direction of markets over right. the next kind of 12 to 24 months. But in the meantime, it can certainly cause these gyrations. Even the bickering inside the administration on something like trade and the good cop, bad cop routine that they play, you don't always know who to listen to, and the market's kind of just gyrating back and forth with it. It's short-term volatility, but it doesn't change the long-term picture. So how do you, how do you recommend investors invest uh, yeah. over the next, let's say, half a year? Look, you know we've been pretty bullish for a long time. We were 11% yeah. overweight equities in the summer. We brought that down all the way to under 4% today. This is not the time to be a hero, but you still should be pointed long. If a recession's not coming, if earnings growth of 5 or 10% is going to come through, you need to look at parts of the market that are really beaten up, the stuff that no one wants to buy right now. Parts of energy, parts of materials, parts of discretionary. Housing? Yeah, maybe. You know, you usually get a nice seasonal play on that coming out of kind of, you know, it's the Halloween to Super Bowl Sunday trade. If you get any pullback on rates, you know, there, there's value here. When it's really crapped out, buy a little bit. Steve, thank you. Good to see you. Thank Steve Cameron so of Federated. The Fang fallout rages on. Netflix leading the group lower down 6%. But you will not believe the one name in the group, Dan Nathan, what? is buying. What? I, Plus, I don't believe you buy that. It's the retail nightmare before Christmas. The stock's getting crushed during what should be a huge month for the group. We'll tell you how bad it could get. And later, don't look now, but Tesla is on a tear, just inches away from an all-time high. One trader thinks it could be headed to new heights. We are live from Times Square in New York City. Much more Fast Money right after this. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. 
Welcome back to Fast Money. More Fang fallout today. Check out the losses in Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Alphabet. Netflix leading the pack lower, down more than 6%. Even uglier, these big tech stocks have seen hundreds of billions of dollars in market cap losses since their 52-week high. So, so it's really kind of depressing. It would be nice to cheer ourselves up. Perfect game here. Trader, fade it. Fang style. (laughs) Guy's not here, so we don't have to explain any rules. Get right to it. Dan. Facebook, trade it or fade it? Uh, yeah, I think we're getting close to fading this one. Or excuse me, trading mm. it. It has nothing to do with that buyback. I, I, I think that when you think about this, we know what's happened here. I know, Tim, uh, you know, you got a few, few op-eds, op-eds over there at CNBC.com. <laughs> I don't know how. about it. But I think expectations have come down very dramatically for next year. At least we have some sort of earnings expectations that are flat year over year because of the spend that they're going to have to do. We don't know about regulatory or further regulatory costs. But estimates for sales growth are still 24% year over year year. That's kind of astounding. And if the earnings expectations are too dire, this thing is way too cheap. But it, I mean, think of an Apple. Think of where expectations went and think about the change in their business, which I would argue is, I know it's apples and oranges, except for the fact that Facebook, it, you know, we talk about Instagram, we talk about these other businesses that aren't really in the price. That's great. Instagram will grow. But you tell me that that core business isn't going to contract. There's, I mean, and I'm talking about advertisers that are not willing to pay well, the it premium. it is contracting. For, so they've been growing 30, 40 percent for the last few years. Next year, they're supposed to grow sales 24 percent. But you and think the bar is low. I, mean, I, 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 I do. When you think about the fact that they have over a billion WhatsApp users that, that are yet to be monetized, I just think there's stuff yeah. to be done there. Well, I, I thought actually yesterday Facebook was really interesting. There were some very terrible articles, really read really poorly. And yet the stock, even in that terrible day, even when the market was really getting crushed, I thought it hung in there pretty well. That only goes to the sentiment, which right. I think it's pretty washed out. All right. Well, let's move on to Amazon. See Grasso, trade it or fade it. So this one got tied up in that value versus growth, and I, I think it's still there, and it still has a lot of room to fall. So it's up 40% year to date, and I think that is relevant because if they come for these, I love how they did yeah, that. They are saying right it. on it. If they come for these, there's still a lot more fat to cut from Amazon. Yeah. See, I'd actually trade it, and and I really? while Steve is well, Steve is pointing out that the stock could, I think it could go to 1500. Certainly, that's the the past level it has to trade through. But if if we were rewarding high multiple stocks that were in the pole position, and disruption at Amazon is something that we talk about every night on the show. Nothing has changed for these guys. Uh, I think they're going to have a good holiday season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Something, it. something did change when they reported their Q3 and they guided Q4 Lower. down their revenues, like down right. about 5%. Was, well, listen, uh, you just said in the A block, we're going to get earnings soon. And if they confirm, if they miss that lower but, guidance but the, and then guide down but again. But the market priced that in, didn't they? I mean, well, we no, the stock's up 10% from the lows just uh, two weeks ago, Tim. But again, the stock was bulletproof <laughs> until a, that announcement. Fly, fly. It got right. priced in. Just say it, Dan. I mean, say I, you know, it. what are you doing? Trade, trade it? it or fade it? Say it. Fade it. Move on. Just play the game. You fade it. All right. We've got to move on here. Netflix, Sorry. Karen, trade it or fade it? Netflix. Netflix. i got to fade it. I mean, I you know, love the product, but on valuation, it is an air pocket we below to get to something that I could even come close to. Any traders of Netflix? I'm a no. fade. I'm a oh, fade. Whoa, no. I mean, Uh-oh. I've no never traded it. this thing in my life. It, it, once we get back to growth being bought, once we get back to these are the tech stocks that took the market up. Fade, it's still fade, a fade. Fade, fade. fade. Wow. Fade across the board there. All right. Last but not least, Alphabet. Tim, trade it or fade it? Look, the, the reason you might fade this are regulatory reasons. You trade this for everything else. This is a company that's core business is alive and well. are actually seeing actually their, their tax costs are, are under control. I think they've got multiple billion dollar businesses that are unmonetized. I think YouTube is a juggernaut. I love the valuation. I don't like the regulatory environment. I what trade it. You, what are, you, are you just disregarding everything that these companies told you when they reported last quarter? Their tech costs were not under control. That's why the stock sold off. If we had more time, off. we split you guys. Got to, we got to move on. 
Um, the up. one stock we didn't get to, Apple. So for more on Apple and the tech fallout, you can head over to tradingnation.cnbc.com. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC, first in business worldwide. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. At least that's what pond investors are saying. And the Cannabis King is breaking down the tale of two smoking stocks. Plus, haha, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> What's got Elon Musk feeling so giddy? Well, maybe it's because Tesla's stock is soaring back to all-time highs, while the rest of the market gets crushed. And one trader will tell you why he thinks there's more room to run. Much more Fast Money after the break. Wouldn't it be great to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one place? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, makes it easy. I use it to put my investment account and 401k accounts into one hub and get expert tips that help me confidently manage my money. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or are looking for that extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. Securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors, and it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. Welcome back to Fast Money. Many of the pot stocks flying high today on Deal Talks. Chronos jumping more than 20%, with Altria set to invest nearly $2 billion in the cannabis company. And that's on top of the gains from earlier in the week when a possible deal was first reported. Pot producer Acreage Holdings also adding fuel to the fire after announcing it is acquiring an edibles maker called Form Factory. Even shares of Afria were high, flying high on Deal Talk today, earlier today. That is, that uh, reversed the stock during the day, now down 34% this week after getting hit on a short sellers big bet against that pot stock. So is it really a tale of two pot stocks this week, even though Afria was once seen as a possible takeout target, too? What's the difference between these two names? Cannabis King, Tim Seymour is over at the Plaza to break it all down. Tim. It is a tale of two two different companies doing two different things this week, Mel. I mean, for example, let's talk about why Altria is going after Kronos and has taken this company on and basically will control the company after 10% acquisition. These guys have a global footprint. It's not just Canada. It's Australia. It's Germany. It's now Israel. Um, Expansion into other sectors. Look, this company has spent a lot of time in the science side of the business. The the Ginkgo acquisition or the JV with them certainly gets into the synthetic side of CBD. Um, Remember also the way these guys cultivate their product is they actually do it through outside growers and farmers. Much like how the tobacco industry works, which is another reason why I think Altria likes their model better. And compliance and credibility in a sector that really ultimately has, uh, I think, a lot of needs to continue to do that. I think they, they will stand very much for a sector that at least right now is being held to that credibility footprint. Now, let's go to the next chart. Um, let's just show why the two stocks have acted differently. Again, this is a one-year chart. Remember, folks, if you look at this, this is the Constellation deal right here. All stocks went up. So did Kronos. And since then, it's actually kept par with that. I want to show you an Another start. Ultimately, if you look at what's going on with Afria, we know what's happened this week. They have a short seller report. There's some, credi- some credibility questions uh, about their Latin American assets. And what you can see is these guys, too, everybody all went up here. But look at this move. And in fact, it's minus 68 percent to Kronos since that point. In fact, 
You could actually make an argument that Kronos has outperformed even Constellation since this big moment in time. But again, Afria is certainly one of the Canadian bellwethers, but it's been called into question this week because of some concern about what their core assets are. Corporate governance, folks, this is a new sector, a new asset class. This is why you have to look under the hood. All right, Tim. You're in the space. So I am in the space. I'm in Kronos, but, but uh, I'm a Kronos in Canopy. So, Tim, quick question for you. Okay, I won't ask a quick question. The, the, whole, the valuation is becoming a problem for me. And when you look at October 17th, that was the recreational legalization in Canada. They all are still below that level. Could right. that have been the pinnacle for cannabis? Time for the final trade. Time to go around the horn. Dan. Uh, yeah, XLU's really outperformed lately. I think you sell it. Stay tuned to OA. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Boo. Karen. Yes, it was good enough for trade or fade it. Good enough for the final trade. Facebook, I like it, on the buyback news. Steve. XLU, one month, three month, and year to date, the only thing that's green on the screen. Buy it. All right, stay tuned to LA. <laughs> I didn't invite you back to the desk. I'm back. I ran back <laughs> to the desk because I'm hungry for a Big Mac. McDonald's is defensive in this environment. Man- management is executing. McDonald's gets you done. All right, well, that does it for us here on Fast. We are back on Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, but do not move. What's after the break? LA. That was a great Office show, actually. Right after back the break. We're a little extra time, aren't we? today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.